From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Now, kids are absolutely wonderful. Don't you love the giggle of kids? And if they're your own children, it just puts such a smile on your face just to hear them smiling like that. Well, here's a question from a dad who seemingly loves his daughter and is close with her. And see what you think. Dear Dr. Kenner, I have been living... Oh, the question actually is from the dad's girlfriend. Dear Dr. Kenner, I've been living with my boyfriend, Mike, for two years now. His daughter, Missy, is 11 and a half years old, and he continues to go to bed with her until she falls asleep. He's an early riser, and he is tired by the time she goes to bed at 9 p.m., so he basically goes to sleep with her. He comes into our bed whenever he wakes up in the night. I am very upset about this, and I have voiced my concerns to him to no avail. I think it's completely wrong and abnormal. He is not giving her much room for independence, etc., to say the least. Diane. Okay, Diane, you know, the big thing that comes to mind when you think of a dad in bed with his 11-year-old daughter is sexual abuse. And I worked with so many victims of sexual abuse that I came across teenagers whose dads did just that. They got into bed and they were inappropriate, touching in places where they shouldn't have. And I am going to assume that that is absolutely not the case here. You obviously need to rule that out, but if you have no other symptoms, no other, not symptoms, symptoms from your from Missy, from his daughter, and there's nothing else going on, I'm going to assume that he is a wonderful dad and that he does what my parents did. They would they would cuddle in bed with us and let us talk right before we went to sleep. And then we could talk about the important things of the day. We could talk about what was bothering us, what we hoped we could do in the future, what our plans were. It was a wonderful time. It gave us a restful sleep. And my parents would stay in bed for five or ten minutes. Maybe if we talked more, they would stay a little longer. Maybe they would snooze a little and then get up and leave. You know, I don't remember them doing that. I just remember them getting up and leaving. But that is totally loving. But what about at 11 and a half years old? Even if the dad doesn't have sexual desires, could it be that Missy is going to start developing them to feel some feelings because she's going through puberty or at the very beginning stages of that? So the question is, how do you reach your boyfriend, Mike? You said that you get very upset. You voice your concerns to no avail. Why are you not getting through to him? Why are the communication wires being cut? Well, let's look at two different approaches to addressing this issue with Mike. I think this is a communication problem more than a dad in bed with his daughter problem. So let's look at the first one. Um, We're trying to figure out why he's not open to hearing your concerns and complaints. So imagine being Mike and see what goes through your mind. If me, I'll be Diane, I'll be you, approach the situation with my passion unleashed. Here's the scenario. I come up to you, Mike, and I say, Mike, this is perverted, this is revolting, this is absolutely disgusting. Missy has got to grow up. It's got sexual overtones, and you are totally abnormal for doing this. You're damaging your daughter. You're destroying Missy's independence. Dads don't sleep in their preteen daughter's beds. Do I have to get that through your head? What if she has sexual desires towards you? It's just creepy. It's totally embarrassing for me. You choose her over me. This is insanity. What's she going to say to her friends? 
I didn't get a good night's sleep last night because Daddy was taking up too much of my bed. Or I slept really well with my Daddy beside me last night. And what do I say to my friends? Oh, I know we only have a full-size bed, but it's not a problem for me and Mike. He sleeps with his daughter most of the night. Okay, if, you ta if you're Mike now, how do you feel? Are you thinking... Are you thinking, oh yes, I see that Diane is making some salient points here. She's right for unleashing her anger at me. I am entirely wrong, perverted, abnormal. I will change starting tonight. Oh yes, and I want to thank her for her insightful input. I don't think so. If you're like most people, you'll be thinking, oh, here she goes again. Who wants to get into bed with that hothead? Diane is so damn critical. She makes a big deal over nothing. She's always trying to pull me away from Missy. I can't deal with her jealousy, her threats, and her rants. She's so destructive. Notice here, how you state the problem really matters. So overstating the issue and stating it with character attacks, Diane, backfires. It's like hitting hitting Mike with a club. Bad dad, bad dad, bad dad. So you need another approach. You can come up to him. You can, you know, address him at a time when he's got some downtime and when he seems like he's ready to listen, not when he's in the middle of a big project or when he's listening to a game of where his favorite team's about to win or lose. But find a, find a good time and say, ask him, is this a good time for you? And if he says yes, you say, honey, I know you love Missy and she's enjoyed the closeness with you. I've mentioned this before in a half and I think I've been unfairly critical of you. Believe me, you will have his air at that moment. I hope that you'll consider coming to bed with me at night. I miss the closeness. I miss our opportunities to hug and to cuddle together or to talk as you drift off to sleep. You go to bed so early, you wake up so early that I miss those moments with you. Now that's appealing to something nice. You want time with him. You're not accusing him of being a sexual pervert. Then you want to shift the focus. You could do this at a separate time or you could do it at the same time, Diane. You could say to Mike, I wonder if you've asked yourself what the benefit to Missy might be if you're continuing to sleep with her and what the drawbacks might be. Mike, you know, just to give it some serious thought, you love Missy so much that I think she deserves your most thorough thinking on this. You want to think long range. Is this good for Missy or not that I crawl into bed with her? And I wouldn't use the word crawl, but that I cuddle in bed with her and sleep with her. And then you may throw out some possibilities, Diane. You can tell Mike, you know, you may tell yourself it does no harm. It's nurturing. She's my baby and will always be my baby. You may tell yourself, I'm not doing anything sexual. I'm just sleeping. What's wrong with that? You may feel protective of her. You may feel some guilt. I'm working most of the day, and I want to spend whatever time I have with my daughter. I feel guilty about the divorce and want to make up for it. And it may even be a way to holding on to your past relationship with your wife. Or you may feel, may come from childhood origins. My parents never pampered me, never put me to bed, so I'm giving Missy what I missed out on in my childhood. It may even reflect our relationship, Mike. I don't want to get into bed with Diane. She's so critical of me, or she expects me to perform and I'm too tired, or I don't feel at home with her. So, um, Mike, you might know you may just want to give it some more thought. Touch base with me. You know, I'd appreciate us continuing to talk about this after you've given it some thought. 
Now my guess is you will reach him. The communication wires will not be cut um, when you approach a partner like this. So you want to also ask yourself, what's your romantic life been like with Mike over the past few years? Is it progressing, stagnating, hovering, or going down the tubes? And uh, what you want, what, what's the, what, is, what do you love about Mike? And part of it may be his good relationship with his daughter, and you want more of that for yourself. So I'm Dr. Ellen Kenny. You're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. Call me anytime you want with your calls and questions. You can jot down my number toll-free, 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. That's toll-free, 1-877-DR-K-E-N-N-E-R. And my website is drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. E-R.com. If you're all alone, pick up the phone and call. Hey, Michelle, how was PTA tonight? Great, except for math. Jamie's math teacher says that she failed her last algebra exam. It was the same with our Kevin. But thanks to Math Made Easy, he's made a complete turnaround. How does it work? Math Made Easy engages students with easy-to-follow explanations. Over one million students have boosted their grades thanks to Math Made Easy. Math Made Easy. Here's the number. It's 1-800-USA-MATH. Or you can visit mathmadeeasy.com. 1-800-USA-MATH. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by psychologist Drs. Kenner and Locke. Here are two important personality traits valuable in romance, being open and being conscientious. Openness applies especially to emotional openness and the willingness to share one's deepest values and feelings with the other. If one partner refuses to do this out of fear or is unable to do this due to poor introspective skills, then the other partner necessarily feels cut off from the deepest layers of the closed partner's soul. This severely limits emotional intimacy and closeness and undermines visibility. However, openness does not mean your partner should act as your therapist. Another important trait is conscientiousness. For example, being responsible about one's money, work, promises, chosen obligations, and health. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.